Welcome to Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Each and every week we get to talk to new and exciting people about whatever is on their mind and what's important to them, whether it's health, overcoming addiction, spirituality, finding God, uh, politics, conspiracy, you name it, we cover it. So it's an honor and a blessing to have you join us. I look forward to meeting you and thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Today, I have one of my very best friends. I love him. He's fantastic. Awesome show. Awesome person. Lovely human being. My buddy Catalyst Jones from the White Rabbit Podcast. How the hell are you, baby? White Rabbit, White Rabbit. How are you, Janet? I always love talking to you, and it's an honor to be on your show again. I am super excited to have you because today is a very non-political conversation because we are both shit full of politics and deep, dark, evil rabbit holes. So this is going to be a lighter, fun show today. And I love you so much, so thank you for joining me, my dear. Oh, the feeling is definitely mutual. So, lovey dove, um, tell me and tell the listeners um, what it is like now working for yourself. It is stressful, very stressful. <laughs> um, and it's hard to motivate myself, to be perfectly honest with you. When I would go to work and clock in and then they would hand me you know, th- these are the art pieces that we need for the day. We need this by this, this by this. And, you know, that's why I was there and that's what I was doing. Now that I'm home, I'm like, all right, I got to do this flyer for so-and-so. Um, I really just want to go out and play in my garden for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it is definitely, it's a uh, rewarding knowing that somebody isn't taking money for my hard work. It, it all comes to me. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and I can totally understand the motivational part because since I retired, ooh, there are days where I'm just like, nope, today I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to like lay on the couch and, you know, eat ice cream and watch TV or something. <clears throat> and other days I'm just like zoom, zoom, like the Energizer bunny. But yeah, I have a lot of days like that where I just, I'm like, oh, it's so nice to be home and relax and I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I totally get it. And then I get people like, I'll, I'll write stuff on the board and I'll be like, oh, this graphic has to be done by by this day and I'll put it on the board and shit. And I'll get busy with other stuff and I won't look back, backdated days. And so <laughs> even today I got a, a message from um, a friend that I grew up with. He has a painting company and he wants a new logo and he's been asking me for weeks and I, and it's not even on my board anymore. And this morning he hit me up and he was like, I love you brother, but, um, logo. I'm like, Oh man, I am so sorry. <laughs> and then, and then there's times where like I'll create something that I think is fucking awesome. And then these piece of shit podcasters, <laughs> <laughs> Mm, I wonder who out they're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, I, I love all of them, but God damn it, guys. Don't be so critical. You don't know how much time I put into this shit. Exactly. And so for people that don't know, he's a graphic artist, graphic designer. He does amazing work. 
and I'm super stoked for you because uh, you're going to be designing an album cover, are you not? I am. And um, this isn't the first time that I've designed for these people, um, but it's the first time where they've reached out to me. So in the past, I was like, I, I knew somebody that knew Yuck Mouth from the Loonies. And I was like, yo, bro, like, tell them I'll do graphic work for them for free just to get my name out there. And mm -hmm. uh, so I did do um, like some promo stuff in the past for a bunch of Bay Area rappers that are washed up right now. Um, <laughs> but they actually sought me out and um and then when i showed him uh what i've been doing lately it was funny he was like man i don't know if we can afford you i'm like you had a number one hit song for how many years like give me a <laughs> hmm, where did all your money go <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm gonna be designing the new cover for um yuck mouth from the loonies is doing a, a project with miraculous from dying to live both Bay Area legends, um, just huge names in the rap game and uh, both really cool people um, like you wouldn't expect them to not be all gangster and but they're not. They're just the nicest human beings that you'll ever meet. And I'm honored to be doing something for them. Well, I am so happy that you're doing that because your work is fantastic um, you do a lot of flyers and a lot of promotional work for a lot of the podcasters that are on the Patriot Podcast Network. And some of them, you've even designed their merch and stuff, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you guys want to check out um, WPRUSA.com, that is We The People Radio's merch. And I designed every single thing that is on there. And I freaking love those guys to death. Honestly, if it wasn't for them, I don't even know if I would be podcasting. Well, I'm very glad that you are because you have a very good show. You have a really awesome, uh, seems like stable co-host now. <laughs> yes. So um, recently, Sean Chris from Kill the Mockingbirds has uh, joined the White, White Rabbit um, podcast. And I think that we are complete now he definitely completes the show it's been it's been missing something in like my first 30 to 40 episodes and then when he came on as just a permanent co-host and we have such a great um interaction with each other. yes it's it's just awesome and it's like we yeah. don't even need to discuss i'll tell him who the guest is going to be and what the topic is going to be and i know that i don't have to worry he's coming prepared and asks the right questions when i don't so it's awesome I think it's cool because you guys really balance each other out and, uh, you know, can, it shows that you can have a, a difference of opinion, but actually are still friends and still like each other. Oh, we love each other. And we definitely, <laughs> we definitely do not share the same opinions, but I, I appreciate the fact that he is so open-minded to other points of views and he's even changed me a lot. Um, I found myself, uh, getting into a conversation with um, with somebody that had transitioned at a very young age and I was posting something on Facebook about how I think it's wrong, um, you know, anybody under 25 to to even right. consider doing this. And she sent me a message and she was she I say she she's a she now. And she was like, if I had to wait till I was 25, then my life would have been in very serious danger. And normally I would have said, you can go ahead and fuck right on off. But because Sean has, has made me 
ask questions and listen and try to understand where people are coming from. Instead, I approached it very differently. And I was like, I can totally see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. and and, And I would like to know more about your experience. However, your experience is very rare. Right. And, and I wouldn't have, I, and I asked questions and I was very respectful and normally I would have just talked shit. Um, right. so he's definitely opened me up to be more accepting to things that I would normally just be like, don't even fucking come over here with that shit. Look at you growing up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome though, that you guys have such a good rapport and have such good banter and, and like I said, even though may disagree on stuff, can still get along because there's so many people. And I was telling you before the show about a particular person who just absolutely was trying to obliterate me early this morning because I disagreed. And I am not one of those people. If you have your opinions, you have your opinions. And that's what I said multiple times. And then this person proceeded to tell me basically that I'm a a dumb schmuck and fuck off because he's more educated than me because he reads books every day. And because I don't read books every day, I'm not intelligent. Oh, imagine that. Hmm. I know a lot of shit about a lot of stuff. And so I don't need to get my, uh, basically it was a faith conversation. I don't need to get my, my faith conversation from the source that he was getting it from because it was, it was very satanic to me. And I was asking questions and he got very offended and very quick and flew off the handle. What was the story? Mind me asking. Um, it was from a swami, uh, in India, that uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, a Bav Bavga Gita or something like that. And and it's fine. It's fine if you believe in you know things like that. But the things that he was saying to me in text messages. It was very like satanic wording and stuff. And I'm trying to get that point across that this is dark. And maybe you're not seeing the darkness that I see from what you just said to me. And he just went explosion. Yeah, it happens. And, and, you know, one thing that I've learned recently is nobody is going to have the same opinion on on right. things, nobody, no matter what. Right. But what I used to find myself doing is trying to convince people that my opinion is right or that my right. facts that I know are, even if it is actual facts. Right. But that's, it's just not worth it. Like now I exactly. get involved in these conversations and I, I, I approach them very differently. If people ask me questions, I will provide answers. But if they want to argue their point and try to make themselves seem right, mm-hmm. I, I try to change the subject or, or I just walk away from the conversation because honestly, I don't care if I change your opinion anymore at this point, I'm fighting for myself. And if, if you don't want to be on board and wake up and join the fight, then that's on you. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to waste all this time. Oh, wow. Cat butt. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Janet got a wild pussy. In <laughs> more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, the, the whole thing is, I don't think we're here to uh, bring people to our point and to make them understand our point of view. I, I think like for me personally, my job is to be accepting and to listen to other people I have my point, you have your point, but we're maybe on different uh, timelines, knowledge-wise, or different pathways of of where the knowledge that we have is supposed to take us. And so that's why I was trying to get across, like, just questioning something and why why you believe this, you know, and 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 what what makes you have these feelings turned into an all-out like assault personal assault on my personality and I was like okay this is where I draw the line and and the conversation stops because you can't have a conversation with somebody that instantly goes into attack defense mode and starts name calling oh, of course because at that point then they're not receptive to anything that you're going right. to have to say even if what you have to say is substantial or not I used right. to actually love it when I would get in debates with people and they would resort to name calling because, right. uh, as you know, I have a musician, a musical background, mm -hmm. and I used to spend a lot of time um, pretending I was a uh, bee rabbit in Eight Mile and going to these battles, rap battles and shit. And um, my goal was to make the person swing at me because if they can't use their words and they had to resort to throwing punches, I knew that I won. Right now, now I don't necessarily <laughs> look at these debates in that same sense, because even if even if I get my point across, I don't think it's going to be taken the right way, because once you hit that anger point there, it's just mm -hmm. there's no there's no um, common ground there anymore. And right. so both people lose. There is no winning in those. And it's true. And and like people's hearing shuts off when you get to that point of like vitriol and anger and then all they can do is lead through emotion um, instead of leading through uh, critical thought. Right. And, that's a very and I think, thing too. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, um, that's why we don't, I am certainly not um, on the political bandwagon and whatever. And I haven't been for quite a while. Because that's what you see so much of in the political climate and everything is so polarizing and you can't have common sense, calm discussions with people because it is so emotional and they they just get so wound up so easy instead of listening. Right. And, and I find it on, on both sides of the political party now as 100%. well. Right? If, if yeah. you don't agree with people on the right, then they, they definitely will attack you in the same way. And I have right. an example of this. I was at a, um, at a party on 4th of July and, um, I was, I was actually sober for 4th of July. Thank God. But Good job. Um, I was, um, having a discussion with, um, this guy who's a huge Republican and, uh, backs Ron DeSantis and wants Ron DeSantis to run for president. And right. I got into my whole conspiratorial thing and I'm like, yo, he's a piece of shit just like the rest of them. I mean, everybody's out there just being an actor. I mean, yeah, he's acting out the character that you like and that you want to see right now, but he's a fucking Jesuit. 
Mm -hmm. And, and this guy like lost it and, and started going off on me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. Like I'm on your team. We both want what's good for everybody. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just telling you that in my research, I don't trust the guy. Well, you're a right. fucking idiot. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> but <laughs> let me pat myself spend, on the back because you, you I'm an idiot today. Exactly. You don't spend the time looking into the things that I look into. And for right. you to have an, have an opinion on the things that I'm saying just by hearing it come out of my mouth for 10 seconds right. and not understanding the, the amount of time that I've put into researching these right. people and these things and these topics that I do talk about, it it's really ignorant for you to come at me and tell me that I'm stupid without knowing my background of research. Exactly. And, but and I there's don't so engage. much of that. Yeah, there's so much of that. And you know, uh, even if you had literally all the facts, and I mean true facts, not like, you know, uh, Wikipedia facts and, and stuff like that. Um, Does Wikipedia if, have facts? <laughs> well, it depends on what you're looking up, I suppose. Um, but, you know, even if you had like all the proper information and you like knew like a family member or something, then they gave you all this history and background on them or, or whatever. Um, people still are going to choose to believe what they want to believe because that is their knowledge base. That is their like path to take. And so a lot of people have a really hard time considering that something else could actually be true from what their beliefs are. And people have a hard time dealing with the fact and admitting to themselves that they've been fooled or duped. That is right. the cognitive dissonance and, and just the ego of somebody right. will not allow them to see past what they have already ingrained in themselves. And I was very guilty of that for a long time in the Q movement. And I don't know if you know, recently I have been stepping away from Q. I even took 17 out of the white rabbit name. Um, I just got off the phone with James from We the People before I jumped on here with you. And and he's been out of the game for a while because uh, for a couple of weeks, just because of some personal stuff. Right. And uh, and um, he was talking about, oh, I need to go listen to X-22 and catch up. We're recording uh, tonight and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, X-22 is just fucking garbage right now, bro. Like nothing he's saying is good. And he's like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? And I was like, well, your boy doesn't necessarily think that trump is a good guy anymore and i'm pretty sure that q is a psyop and he was like well, you're a fucking idiot you need to go read my thread on blah 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 and i'm like mm -hmm. it's cool because you're stuck in that i love you james i love you but as a truther and somebody that critically thinks we have to critically think that we could be wrong about things right we have to be able to grow in our knowledge base as well and and you know opinions can change and uh, your thought process on something can change and that is part of growing and it's it's when you get to that point where you don't grow and you refuse to change that there's a problem that's yes. the way I see it you know what sucks Janet is I have like four hats with Q on them and then all my other hats are like really old and beat up <laughs> so I, like, I like my I, old beat up hats though when those I was are the getting best ready to do the show today I'm like I I was looking, I was like, dang it, it's the old beat up catalyst hat. Let's just go with it. <laughs> hey, those are the, those are the best kind of things. Kind of like an old beat up pair of jeans oh. that are like the most comfortable, softest things on the planet. And you'll never find another. 
Yeah. And then you rip the crotch and then you're just devastated forever. <laughs> Instant air conditioning catalyst. Instant air it. conditioning. <laughs> In those hot months when it gets uh, a little swampy outside and you're gardening and if you're wearing jeans, that, that always will be helpful. So there you yeah. go. I got anyway. I got one of those Vietnamese gardening hats. I love it. <laughs> I need a picture. That I'm, I'm out there pretending <laughs> that I'm Raiden from from Mortal Kombat. I'm like, you weed, you're gone. Ha cha. <laughs> you have you have like the the most beautiful backyard. It's it's really really pretty. So kudos to you for all the work that you've put in on that. I thank it's you. Impressive. I appreciate that. Very impressive, darling. Very impressive. So tell me something. Um, since you're not in the, uh, political stuff right now and you, you are sick of looking down really dark stuff, what have you been getting into? Man. So I know you're looking at something. So what are you looking at? I'm looking at all kinds of stuff and I'm not saying that it's all not dark because I think that all these conspiracies has a dark background to them. Mm -hmm. However, some of them are just fun. Right. And so, um, it was almost like a half a year ago. I had you and Matt from the great deception on, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about, uh, hidden history and mud floods. Right. And so recently I really started getting into that. And I'm spending most of my time into hidden history, mud floods, free energy, Tartaria, all that kind of stuff. And I'm talking to um, different people that I've met now that are like super into this thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I have I have some really good shows lined up that are going to be talking about those types of subjects. And, um, you know, I'm always like my favorite rabbit hole has always been flat earth. And so I'm still diving into that um next next not next week yeah next week we're gonna have a theric odyssey on and we are going to go over um flat earth versus hollow earth versus simulation theory mm-hmm. and um i'm loving it and i think that it all could be true at once right and and you know um with the different timeline stuff why can't it all be true? Why can't multiple things be true at once? My favorite thing um, out of those, and I love Matt. Matt is such an amazing person, <clears throat> amazing researcher. He has a great show. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of it or checked it out yet, Matt from The Great Deception, uh, he's got a great podcast. Yes, but- and let me interrupt you. If you guys want to check out my latest episode, mm-hmm. um please go to rumble or the Patriot podcast network on your Roku and watch it. Because if you listen to it, it's not going to do any justice, but he gave an amazing presentation on star forts and it was awesome. Right. You've got to see, um, you've got to see the actual presentation that goes along with it because, uh, Matt puts a lot of work into that. So, uh, him and I have had that conversation together before, cause we've been on multiple shows together. Uh, my favorite thing is the energy topic <clears throat> and how, um, like the cathedrals and stuff like that were actually energy sources and they had, you know, lights before there were actually quote lights, electricity that we know today. 
And it goes so much deeper than that too. Yeah. And the healing Healing waters and and stuff like that. And you know me, I'm huge into medical stuff anyway. And I think that is probably one of my favorite, favorite things and all of the different possibilities from the energy and water sources. Um, because, you know, I talk about all time how we are definitely energy beings ourselves and our, you know, connection with the earth and whatever and, and connection with other people um, that have positive energy. And if you think about like magnets and how opposites repel each other, and people that have positive energy and positive vibes coming out of them when we get together. Um, It raises the earth's vibration and the natural energy that comes out of us. And the healing powers and properties from that alone are just absolutely amazing and stunning. Well, not just, not just the healing, but I mean, the healing is amazing because just Mm -hmm. imagine what we could do if we could get rid of, um, Rockefeller's way of, of medicine. Right. Um, if you go back like, uh, Ford, most of their original cars, most of the original cars we had were electric and people are acting like electric cars are this new thing. No. Right. What happened was electric, um, cars was not, um, a way that Rockefeller could make money. And he bought up, mm-hmm. basically monopolized the oil companies and he figured out a way to, um, to, um, refine the leftovers of oil. So he started creating kerosene and he started creating right. things that he could sell and, mm-hmm. and the tar, uh, to, to pave our roads and, right. and stuff like that. When I was in high school, I made a motor out of, um, out of magnets mm-hmm. and, and I had this lever that would bring them in close, closer together. And the closer they came together, the faster the motor would spin and exactly. then it would pull the lever back and then it would slow down. And I'm like, even back then I was like, why don't we have cars like this? And mm-hmm. my teacher back then was like, because they can't make money off of it. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> they're so good at like selling us just everything because Look at like they sold us air to put in our tires. Air, for fuck's sake. They sold us water and we're so fucking stupid we pay for it. And then like a lot of states and I was telling somebody else this and they're like, I've never heard of that before where it is illegal for you to collect rainwater. Yes, it's illegal here in the state of California. It is illegal uh, to collect rainwater. However... I knew Fuck that. California. <laughs> I've ordered some stuff and I'm going to attempt to do this myself where I, uh, this winter I'm going to try to collect the rainwater and have it run through a filtration system. And I'm going to try mm-hmm. that out. And first and foremost, I'm going to use that to be watering my plants with because I'm mm-hmm. trying to get away from all these chemicals. And here I am watering my plants with this chemical treated water. Right. Now, have you ever tested your water at home? No. Yeah, we... We ran a test on ours not too long ago and, and thank goodness, like we live like out in the middle of nowhere in the boondocks, but we have nothing in our water, like at all. There's no metals, no toxins, no nothing. Now I was just in, uh, Indiana helping my daughter move and there 
the water is so bad and there's so much shit in it and they dump a crap ton of fluoride in the water up there along with lots of other stuff. And if you like get a bowl of water, um, like for the, for the pets, um, it instantly turns pink and scummy. Um, and then black will start forming and that's a sign you have really, really bad water. And so they don't give the pets water out of the faucet or anything like that. It's always bottled water, which not the bottled water is, is, uh, completely you know uh free of impurities but it's a hell of a lot better than what the tap water is yeah definitely we have a filtration system at the house and i much prefer spring water so i do still buy bottled water but mm-hmm. uh my dog has never even tasted tap water mm-hmm. i will let yeah. her drink from a puddle outside then i would prefer her to drink any of the tap water here in sacramento i can completely understand that <laughs> especially in your state because your state is a little woo woo. Oh, that's to say the least. That's, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen our governor? He lives a couple blocks away from me. I actually drive by his house bumping This is a War on Religion by Jimmy Levy as often as I can. <laughs> I would totally not want to uh, even look at his house or drive by it if I didn't have to because I feel like his bad juju would hop in the car with me. Don't want to yeah. carry that around. I completely understand, but sometimes it, you got to see evil for yourself. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> some of these things. I like to read these tabloids that are fun to read, um, like conspiracy tabloids. And uh, there's a bunch of them that says that he's been locked in Gitmo, or he's actually already been killed, mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. But they were um, showing pictures, and I don't know how they got these pictures of this ba- basement that he has under under his house. That's basically for um, you know children. Oh, and, well, and I, I like, I think that some of these things are possibly true. Well, and you know, anything is possible because, um, I just had this discussion on my last show. I watched this fantastic documentary not too long ago of this lady who was, um, in charge of disguise for the CIA. Right. Um, her husband ran it first and then she took over after that. And she was literally showing like, you know, uh, the masks, the elaborate mask that they do and how they've sent, you know, all of these agents basically like to Hollywood to replace actors and, you know, uh, the politicians, the presidents and literally this long list of clients that that she's actually done stuff for and how you can like spot with the ear flaps are wrong and you know and a lot of times in the conspiracy world they'll post pictures of something and then people will notice you know right that the ears are different uh the hairline's different the wrinkles are different the legs are different than the body and and the whole nine yards And the thing that I'm super happy about is that people are actually waking up and spotting stuff like that now and not just like, oh, yeah, it's Joe Biden. Uh, No, it's really not because that dude has the legs of a 35-year-old, not an 85-year-old. So, you know. Yeah. 
And the funny thing is, is it, it's um, Alan from uh, The Great Divide brought that up. I was on his show, um, mm -hmm. I forget, a week or two ago. And he was talking about that same lady. And I seen that um, a while mm -hmm. back. Um, right. And he was asking about Eminem because I posted a picture of a side-by-side Eminem of like 2002 mm -hmm. next to um, uh, Eminem now. And people are like, oh, he's had work done or this and that. And I pointed out all those things that you said. I said, the earlobes are attached. They weren't, um, he's right. not, he doesn't have earring holes anymore. And if you've worn earrings for over a year, you know that you're still going to have a mark the rest of your life. Right. Um, and the big thing that I like to show people is the bone structure because the bone structure does not change. I, exactly. I don't care how much work you get done. Your bone structure will always be the same. Right. And, um, another thing I find funny is when I, posted that picture a lot of people were just off the bat like oh you're full of shit that's that's the same guy blah 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 and when i post these pictures it's to get you to see little subtle differences and mm -hmm. look into it for yourself and yep. i'm not saying judge off of this particular picture i spent more time diving down eminem and his death and him being replaced than most people's kids have spent on xbox so don't fucking exactly. take this picture and wait fucking i think was gonna you know say everything than anyone's kids have spent on, I don't know, math, reading. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Especially with the new school system the way it is, you know. Gotta learn those critical race theory and stuff instead. Because those, those skills from critical race theory, um, that's going to prove uh, beneficial in, in the workforce when you get out of school. Is it? <laughs> well, actually, in the climate that, that we live in now, <laughs> it might get you the job, whether you okay. can do it or not. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a whole nother story right there. So tell me, um, like, what what is your favorite, besides Flat Earth, because I already know that, but what is your favorite uh, thing to spend time on? Celebrity cloning centers and um, the occult. The occult is such an interesting uh, subject. And uh, I'm sure everybody knows. Let's watch my show. Uh, NY Patriot. He's he's my buddy. Um, he has. Shout out to the occult rejects. Yeah, they have such a great show and a vast knowledge anybody that's that's super interested in uh the occult stuff should check them out because they have literally researched all kinds of stuff and they even <clears throat> got into something that was in my life uh when I was growing up that I wasn't aware of and then when they did the show I'm like holy crap oh my god um, my dad was a member of the moose. And so they did a show on the, the moose lodge and, uh, Royal order of the moose and whatever, and how it's like ex military. Hello. That's my dad. Um, and they do a lot of quote cleanup for things and whatever. And then I start telling him, I'm like, Oh my God, dude. I'm like, you know, when we were little, we used to go to like Christmas parties and stuff there. And I'm like, they would always want to take the kids into another room. And there was like 
you know what furries are? Um, the sexual no. fetish furries where they dress up in like furry animal costumes. Interesting. You know, like uh, in a rabbit suit. Oh, okay. Or hey, hey, uh, hey. like a bear, <laughs> or a bear suit or, or something like that. And there would always be like, they would take us into a different room and there would always be like these furries in the room and whatnot. And it, it always made me very uncomfortable. And so anytime they wanted to go you know, to one of their functions or something, I'm like, oh, can I go like stay with grandma and grandpa because you know like it just creeped me out i didn't like being there and so um i'm sharing this information with him and he's like oh my lord oh my word like did your dad ever do this or that and i'm like yes he had ties to like all of this stuff now he got out they got out like when i was still like young like probably around seven or eight years old, something like that. So do I think my dad is a bad person? No, I don't think my dad knew what was going on. And then I think it became very apparent when I started telling them, you know, the weird stuff. So, yeah, definitely. And, and I would like to say that like a lot of these people in these um, lower parts of these societies or clubs or fraternities and stuff, they don't, think or know actually what the nefarious purposes are of the people in the higher right. up. And right. I think that's by design too, because then you could be like talking about how evil the Freemasons are or whatever. And then, you know, you're talking to somebody who's like, oh, my brother's a Freemason. He just, he, he's a carpet layer, you know, like right. obviously there's nothing bad with that, but that's how they, they get these people in and then they can see who they want and who is going to benefit them. Right for their thing. And then that's how people get brought up. And I love that you bring up the New York Patriot and the occult rejects, um, because for anybody thinking that these are just crazy whack jobs, like diving down these rabbit holes, like Catalyst Jones, the, they, both of them were actually in secret societies. So they're right. speaking from firsthand knowledge also. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's so funny because so many of the shows that, um, that they have done, like have hit home with me because, um, like they were talking about uh, Walters Kluwer, this big, you know, publishing company or whatnot. And then you you start getting deeper down and, and, you know, listening to like all the things that they do. And I'm like, holy crap. They literally produced all of the books that I used in nursing school. They literally have you know, Microsoft Teams and, and shit like that. And uh, electronic medical rec record systems and stuff like that is all owned by this giant, deep occult, you know, society. So it's very, it's very creepy. Sorry, I had to adjust there. I, my butt was going numb. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to show me the wing wang. Oh, no, no, no. No more dick pics for me. I've grown out of that. <laughs> you know, that used to be the funniest thing because um, I had Facebook a long time ago. And I would literally log on in every single day. There was like shit tons of messages in my inbox with dick pics and it got to the point where it was so overwhelming that my husband and I 
started laughing about it because he had access to my Facebook. I didn't give a shit. You know, we were just on there for for band stuff um, for Bob and and our other band friends. And, and so we'd know when they were playing shows. And so it got to be this huge joke. And we were like, well, let's create folders and categories and we can put these dick pics in these categories. And so we had like button penis, uh, pencil penis, whatever. And we're like categorizing all this stuff. And he's like, did you get more? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> so we just started like, I don't know, rating them in categories. So you could make a killing if you put a website out. Mm. The categories of, of Facebook dick pics. Exactly. And you know, it was so funny because it was, it was uh, like so many random shit and like even people that I knew because we were real big in the music community around here and like everybody knew us and we went to see all these bands and all these big bands, you know, um, like big name bands that would come through town, like they would know us and, and whatever. And so that was like our life for a long time. And so, um, there was this one time we were friends with these people and all of a sudden this dude, like out of nowhere sends me his dick and he's like, uh, like I could totally replace your husband. And I'm like, what? And he's like, He's like, you know, you want this, you know, you want this. And I'm like, mm, no, that's in the small category. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's ever actually worked for somebody, even if they have like the best penis in the world. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, <laughs> I just don't see how a girl is going to be like, oh, my God, yes, please come here and do me right now. Well, and and here's the thing. And I'm asking you as a as a guy. Um, like, if you send an unsolicited dick pic to somebody, do do you think that's, like, a good idea for a pickup? Or, or like, for me, as a female, I'm like, okay, if he's sending me his dick, he's probably sending it to a lot of other people. And either he's really desperate or he is a complete and total man whore. Right. Or he's just a complete narcissist. Right. So even in, right. even in the days where I would do shit like that, it was never unsolicited. It would always be worked up through, um, sexting or talking. And then it was mm -hmm. to that point, like, well, let me see. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a little different though, than just random, like I just log on in the morning and boom, there it is. And I'm like, okay, we've never had a conversation. Like I've never spoken to you before. And here's your penis. Like, is that like how you say hi? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, Janet, I've never been one of those guys that is just like, I'm going to show her, my, you know, like, yeah, you know, I said, I wasn't going to talk about this, but if you guys really want to see my dick, then just go and fucking look up my old pornos. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> The and and I'm gonna share something, okay? I will share because a lot of people, um, so people that know me really well know this, but a lot of people don't. Um, I was in that industry. I did magazines. I did movies. Um, and how I got into it, um, was a fetish website. 
that's why a lot of people will hear me talk about fetishes and they're like, well, she must like research fetishes. No, that's not really why. Um, it's because I was in that industry. Uh, yes. While I was doing <laughs> teaching and <laughs> being <laughs> a nurse. Um, remember Varsity Blues when they were out for a night on the town and they go to a strip club and their teacher was uh, the main act at the strip club? Well, funny story about that. <laughs> um, I, when I was teaching, um, I was on a break. I was sitting outside and all of a sudden I see a bunch of students. They're not my students, but they know me because they see me in the hallways at school. And they were like, dude, that's totally our teacher over there. Look at this, man. Look at this. That's our teacher. And I immediately called up my husband and I'm like, holy crap. Uh, take me off the fetish website like right now because my students are looking at the fetish stuff. Um, got into that because, uh, I was a little hedonistic, uh, at the time I really liked sex. I was really good at sex. Uh, got on this fetish website cause I'm like, somebody suggested it and I'm like, okay, cause we're into some, stuff. uh, I kinky things, I guess. I don't know. Exploring things, whatever. <clears throat> and so it started out just like as a community, uh, like Facebook or anything like that, where you can just get on and, you know, people post and post in groups and chat and whatever. And it, it doesn't have to be anything sexual. It's just like a, a, you know, meeting people with like minds. Well, from there, I got contacted um, by a lady uh, that does a lot of videos and she was like do you want to come and like shoot with us we did this out of our house blah 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 we talked for a long time and I'm like sure okay and so that's what led me down that path um into stuff which it wasn't sexual you know whatever it's like we do tickle videos which mind you I hate don't tickle me. I don't like that. Um, especially now that I'm older because I can't hold my pee like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Bad idea for whoever wants to tickle me. I'm just warning you. Um, so, you know, it was like stuff like that. And then there would be people that would literally ask for personalized videos of stuff like, uh, $1,200. I'll give you $1,200 if you produce a video just for me of somebody caning your feet, the bottom of my feet, mind you. Um, I don't, I can't even get a pedicure because I cannot stand somebody touching my feet. Um, but people literally will ask for anything. Um, and that's why, like, I don't know if you do. You remember when Gwyneth Paltrow had the vagina scented candles? Yes, she was, I was selling talking about that on somebody else's show. I can't remember what show it was, but we were just talking about that. That's fucking hilarious. And so, um, like, this is for my good friend Tara. Um, she wanted to know because I told her I, I had a lot of stories about crazy things that people would ask for, um, and and you know. 
the amount of money that they would offer for things and, and whatever. And so um, I've had people that wanted to send like a thousand dollars to buy uh, lingerie or pantyhose or whatever, just so they could see like my feet in a pair of pantyhose. Um, I've had people offer me money for sweaty underwear. Uh, the sweatier, the better. Um, I've had people offer to pay me, you know, like a thousand dollars to suck my toes, uh, stuff like that. I'm not into those kind of things. I never was. And I I always thought, you know, like if you're, if you're going to like get your underwear really sweaty and send to somebody, that's got your DNA in it. Right. Oh yeah. Are you comfortable doing that? Like to somebody you don't know, I, you could be sending it to my buddy, Bob at the CIA who watches my show all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That That was sarcastic. Hi, Bob. There's a, um, it was Alan Jacoby that was telling me this and I didn't hear this before, but apparently this girl was making a lot of money by farting into jars and sealing them and, and selling her farts. Yes. And that's Um, crazy to me because when I got in the industry, granted, I was 19 years old and I had no, I probably got taken advantage of because I had no idea how much money could be made and whatnot. And, um, I went to San Francisco to go to the Academy of Arts and it ended up being way more than I can afford because my parents didn't help me out with anything. So, um, school did not last very long. I ended up having to get two jobs. And, um, just so that I could barely make it and live down there, uh, mm-hmm. sharing a two bedroom apartment with three other people. Well, yeah, and, it's expensive as shit to live there. And I was on a break from one of my jobs and I was just outside hanging out and I was talking to a homeless guy who I became friends with. And we used to just chop it up all the time. He was like the coolest guy I ever met. He wasn't a drug addict or anything. He was just there by unfortunate circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, um, this guy approached me and he was like, you're really good looking. And I was like, oh, thanks. You know, and like working at Old Navy in San Francisco and the Virgin <laughs> Megastore, I get hit on by guys all the time. So it was like, it was not a big deal to me. I learned whatever. And he was like, no, you have like, I- I'm a producer. I'd love to put you in movies. Have you ever thought about acting? And I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? And he's like, yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. He's like, how long do you have right now? And I'm like, well, I don't have to be back at work until blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, let's take a walk. And so he started talking to me and he was like, yeah, I I film about uh, four to five uh, movies a week. And I'm like, how the fuck do you finish that many movies? Mm -hmm. And then I found out it was what what kind of movies it was. And uh, he offered me a job uh, doing movies once or twice a week where I was solo. Just mm-hmm. me, just the camera in a room without him there. Well, he told mm-hmm. me without him there. I didn't know the sick fuck was actually watching through another room. But um, right. he offered me $150 per video. Now, as a 19-year-old kid, like I'm working at That's a lot then, of money. I was making yeah. $8 an hour. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, so I called up my dad and this was before he was fully invested in being a Jehovah's Witness. And I'm like, yo, this guy is offering me a job to do porn. And he was like, isn't that every man's dream? And I'm like, well, there's my answer right there. 
So exactly. <laughs> I had the guy's car. I called him up. I was like, all right, let's do this. And, um, so I did a bunch of solo videos and then he was like, would you like to do, um, you know, videos with people? And I'm like, absolutely. Let's go. He was like, I'll pay you $500 for videos with people. And so the mm -hmm. first three that he offered me were with guys. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's just, it grosses me out. It's not that I think there's anything wrong with what you guys do. It's just not, it's just for not me. your preference. Yeah. So he eventually, he was like, well, I do work with girls too. And he, he kept really pushing, trying to get me to do the gay thing and I just wouldn't do it. And then mm -hmm. finally he got me a girl. And so my very first porn scene was I was um, skateboarding down the street and there was like a housewife type of thing and I fall and get hurt. She brings me in and, and bandages me up and that's how it starts. Um, mm -hmm. I found out later that she got paid a couple thousand dollars and mm -hmm. I only got paid $500. Uh-huh. And <laughs> <laughs> we've had this conversation before. <laughs> and and I did get tight on money a couple times, uh, but I, I basically quit right then. But then mm -hmm. for the next three years or so, I even moved to L.A. And he found me when I was in L.A. somehow. And he was like, hey, I'm out there filming um, some right. stuff. Did you, do you want to do a, a couple videos while I'm out here? And I, I was literally stressing on how I was going to pay rent. And I'm like, I'm, I'll do okay. it. Okay. Yep. And, I, and so then I saw myself on the internet and it made me so sick to my stomach that I said, I don't care how much money I need, what I'm going through. I'm, I can't, I never do this. I never will do this again. Right. And so I don't really like to talk about that. And thank God it's really hard to find my stuff right now. You really have to be looking for it and mm -hmm. you have to know the name that I was going under and I'm not going right. to forget that. Yeah. And you know, um, a couple of things there, like I, you know, like I said, started out in the fetish stuff just in somebody's home studio or whatever. And then I got a call from a major producer, um, a big, big time producer and so uh they flew me down um to florida and so i got paid five thousand dollars and i literally did like maybe four hours of work and when i say that it's not actual you know full-on sex when I was shooting with them, it's like, okay, like they tell you what the scene's going to be and, and they're so staged and it's so just over the top crazy. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to stop and take a bunch of pictures. And it's like pose and, you know, whatever. And, oh, look at me doing this, you know, and, and like, uh, I know this is disturbing for somebody, but like the final shot come scene you know the money shot is per se it wasn't even ejaculation it was lubriderm mixed with water mm -hmm. um because it makes it look thicker creamier i don't like whatever you want to say i know that's disturbing but it, you know and then it's like they're shooting it in your mouth they're shooting it on your face they're shooting it in your eyeball and if you've ever accidentally got lubriderm like 
anywhere in your eyeballs or in your face like that, it burns like fuck. Right. It's it's terrible. And so I could imagine. It was never like, you know, these like in-depth like dirty porn scenes or whatever. It was so like staged and and fake for the most part and whatever and so most of the time it was like hair and makeup and and you know whatever and so during this time okay my husband and I were together we weren't married yet but he knew what I was doing because I didn't hide anything from anyone like my family knows my daughter knows you know no big deal and uh, I got into it because uh, like you, I needed the money. I was a single parent, had been a single parent for a really, really hard time, long time, having a hard time making ends meet, couldn't make my house payment and pay all these medical bills and all the other shit that I had going on at that time and still take care of my daughter and still put food on the table and the whole nine yards. And I kept asking family for money and it's like, Nope, sorry, I don't know what you do with all your money, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, literally, here's my paycheck. Here's my stack of bills. Uh, yeah, that's where my money's going. Like, I'll just throw my bills in the air and whatever lands first is what I can pay right now. <laughs> right. And so the Flip amount of money, you know, it, it was, they paid me $5,000 to literally do actual like four hours of work. And so that, that paid my bills and stuff. Right. But where and another I was, thing that people don't understand too is it, it, you say work, it's work. It's not, yeah. you're not really having a good time. Uh, you and know. The reason why they use the fake cum, and I, I don't know if this is for everybody, but um, they used it with me twice. And that mm -hmm. was because if I'm not actually truly aroused, it's just mm -hmm. going to drip out. It's not going to give them that money shot that they want because- right. I'm not really into the moment. I'm there for the fucking right. money and I'm really not enjoying what I'm doing. Right. And and that's the thing is, you know, like I said before, I, I liked sex and I was good at it. And that was not the industry for me because it was very little of that. <laughs> it was quite the opposite. And it was, it was not enjoyable. I mean, it paid well, you know, so I did it for a while, got bills paid off and whatever and then, you know, what struck me and I, people are going to have their opinion of me after this and I, I, I don't really care, but this is why I, I have the ability to talk about things with such conviction and passion, um, as far as like God in my life right now, because God put my now husband in the picture to support me at that time when I needed it emotionally. And, you know, we went through that whole journey together and there was nothing I didn't share with him. He knew literally everything about everything. And so I sat down one day and I'm like, I am so unhappy doing this. Like, this is not fulfilling. I'm grateful for the opportunity because it paid my bills. But God is telling me, I sent you your soulmate and what you're doing is a dishonor. 
And that completely changed everything, completely changed my path. But it made me learn lessons and grow as it did for him. And I think that having that um, experience, you know, together, basically, um, helped us both grow into stronger people and a stronger couple and what we want out of life and how we can protect and, um, and financially dominate together. So. That's awesome. It sounds like, sounds like you are the same as me, even though it's a, a moment of your life that you're not proud of, I mm -hmm. wouldn't take it back for the world because no. mm -mm. It, I learned so much about who I am and who right. the world is through 100%. those experiences, right? hundred percent. And that's why, you know, when, when people are like, hear me talk about fetish stuff and whatever, I'm like, I, I know because I was in that life. Like I did fetish modeling. I did fetish videos. I did all of that stuff. And, and that's where you learn basically things that people can't learn from reading a book um, or doing research is is how seedy that underbelly is and how that plays into um, like the, you know, the World Health Organization, their implementation of the fetishes and the theories, theories into people's uh, gender identity and their your sexuality. No, 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 that should never be part of it. Absolutely not. Um, that is a twisted, awful, awful underbelly that should never, ever be introduced to children, ever. Not even to children, just some of these topics that the porn industry is pushing right mm -hmm. now right. is so satanic. It's so just uh, making people, it's just more part of that agenda that um, right. sex is not something that should be shared that's a spiritual no. connection and and right. that's what it should be right and these these um these porns too um why do you think that they're free mm -hmm. because because they want you to see this they want to pervert your mind they want right. to destroy that family right uh, unit and and that's that's a, a great way to do it is to it's like the same as is women watching these romantic movies and like the right. guys running through the fucking airport and like they expect that that's how it's going to be right well, that's what porn is for guys because they think that that's how these girls are supposed to be and that that's, that's how it exactly is. right and that is not reality i'm sorry that's just not how it is and coming from that background i mm -hmm. can you know i don't enjoy porn like the most like the normal person I would say because mm -hmm. I can tell when these people are not enjoying what they're doing and they're just right. there because they want to get through it and grab their money right and you know um what you said makes a perfect point because you know how um like I think we've talked about this before that literally everything is a psyop in life. And the reason why I say that is because even think back to your childhood, you know, where, uh, your parents are saying things to you like, uh, don't swallow gum because a tree will grow in your stomach. Don't sw swallow watermelon seeds because, you know, whatever the case may be. Sorry, I got a cat hair on my nose. Um, and so you are spot on when they want 
people to watch porn and and then people who do watch porn get these expectations that that's the kind of uh, relationship that you'll have in the bedroom with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, you know, whatever. Uh, that's the way, you know, life works. That's the way it's going to be. Or, you know, whatever the case may be, that is a psyop too, because it, it's to get, and I hate to say this, it may sound terrible, but a lot of porn is very violent in nature. You know, um, as far as like massive choking or gagging somebody or or whatever, and so people think that that's okay because they're ingrained into that behavior through addiction. You know, through watching you know all different kinds of pornography and uh, looking at magazines and and whatever. Do they still have magazines? I don't even know. But what they scares do. me is yeah. we live in we live in this world now where our kids, no matter how hard you try to keep it from them, they have access to this stuff. A hundred percent. So yep. for me and you, um, you know, we actually have a good head on our shoulders now, but these mm -hmm. kids are so impressionable, right? So we're saying that's not reality, but these kids, even the females, are watching right. these. And 100%. that becomes their reality too. So now we have these girls that will never commit to a guy. They're having fucking sex with three, four different people in a month, right. maybe even a week. You know, they get pregnant. <laughs> or or a day. That is. Or a Shit day. Like this. And it's just perversing. It's perversing humanity as a whole. And Well, yeah, because if you think about it, what what easier way to break up a family or to not have a family start, right, is that you can have all of this free sex and free love and you don't have to be committed to anybody. You can just, you know, run around willy nilly and do whatever you want with no consequences. And so the, the whole debauchery from the sex, right. Uh, tied in with abortion, tied in with the education system. It's all in a pretty little package with a pretty little bow, right? Because you don't have to have responsibility for your behavior. You can go out and have sex with five guys in one night if you want to. And so what if you get pregnant? You can go get a get an abortion on demand. And, you know, they're trying to make it so that the taxpayers fund everyone's abortions. And then they make even more money off of it because they sell the limbs Exactly. Each limb separately for like thousands of dollars, uh, right. organ for thousands. Like there's a, there's a, um, I didn't post it because I'm on, I'm this close from getting my white rabbit. Yeah, account don't taken don't down. do that. But, uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a diagram showing what, what part of the baby and how much they get for it. And it just makes right. you fucking sick. And then you see all these people out there protesting against it. And, you know, abortion is a huge topic and me and Sean get into it quite a bit, um, right. on our show. Because he 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 feels very differently than I do. He, mm -hmm. he if if he was to get a girl pregnant, he would not have an abortion. But he is more um, open to the idea of people being able to make that choice for themselves, even though he understands the satanic nefarious reasons behind it. Um, so I, I don't really like to get into that with him because it will just go round and round. I had a point here that I was going to try to make. Um, Oh, I wanted to ask you because I know that you're not a huge germ theory person. You're more of a terrain theory person, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, are sexually transmitted diseases a real thing? Um, 
in my personal opinion, no. Uh, just because I do believe in terrain theory and not germ theory because there are so many things in your body, especially female bodies, uh, that hinge on your pH. Um, so, and this is going to be really disturbing for some people. Um, but I'm just one of those people that's going to say it like it is. Um, so if you're a female and you smell fishy, your BV, uh, that's they call it bacterial vaginosis, but it's because your pH is out of whack. And so many things cause that to happen. You know, the kind of underwear you wear, soaps, deodorants, lotions, shampoos, body washes, blah, 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 blah. Not going to pee after you have intercourse and, and stuff like that. And so your pH being out of balance, whether it's too high or too low, um, causes a different type of environment that can cause uh, sores, lesions, you know, uh, things of that nature. Um, so, so if you're not healthy, like let's say um, uh, a guy goes down on a girl and he has mm -hmm. a cold sore and she's not healthy, then she will potentially get yes. the, the virus where yeah. she has it. And that's just because the virus is not, well, virus um mm -hmm. uh, whatever you, the sores are right are bringing out the sores in the other person not necessarily transmitting an um, environmental contaminant right yeah so and it so, does because think of how many okay so if there was germs right bacteria and viruses and all these things um so if you have all of these things um, floating around in the environment and we come in contact with stuff literally thousands of times a day, whether it be through touching stuff through the air, um, you know, uh, inhalation or, you know, whatever. So many different means of, of, of things that we ingest or we are uh, subject to in the environment. Okay. Uh, how many times do you get sick? How many times do you not ever get sick? Because it literally happens every single day with everything that you come in contact with. So if your body remains healthy, um, and this is like important for a female, if your body remains healthy and you stop all the processed shit and you, you know, take your supplements like you're supposed to and you you have citrus fruits and things like that. It keeps you in balance so that you cannot get quote bacteria or yeast or herpes or, you know, all of these other contaminants that are actually in the environment itself because your, your body's healthy. So your body's going to fight that off. Uh, that makes me wonder if uh, magic Johnson ever really had AIDS. That is a very big question. Because he was and probably then, like the healthiest person at the time. That, right. And somehow beat it immediately. I was going to say, and think about the amount of people at that particular time that were, quote, diagnosed and living with that and whatnot, and they're dying, but he's the one that miraculously was cured. Right. Because at the time, he at was At the time that they didn't have a cure- but keep in mind too, this is the same time frame. Mm 
where Dr. Fauci stole Dr. Mikovits and her partner's information and research on HIV and AIDS. And then all of a sudden, woo, it's because of Dr. Fauci that, you know, he's scared. Uh-huh. Right. When it, when it was Dr. Fauci that was actually killing people with his exactly. so-called AZT. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, I think it's kind of not funny, but bone thugs and harmony are so suppressed because they were speaking out about the death of easy E and they were mm-hmm. like, yo, my boy was fucking strong. He was big. He, you wouldn't want to fuck with him. And right. then within weeks of him getting diagnosed, diagnosed, he looks like sickly shriveled up and, mm-hmm. um, and, ultimately died within a couple months of being diagnosed with HIV, then all of a sudden full-blown AIDS, and before you know it, he's dead. And and they were saying that they were giving him a drug that they told him was helping him, and it ultimately killed him. And they're also saying that Suge Knight injected him with it, and there's a whole rabbit hole to go down through that. Right. A very interesting thing. And um, Suge Knight is not a good person. (laughs) Like at all. But and that's the thing because Easy E had like a lot of money. They were very successful. And so And he he, was getting a piece of Dr. Dre's uh everything that that was put out on death row. Easy E was getting a percentage of that. And so who would have who would benefit the most? That's what I always think about in these um celebrity deaths or politician deaths is who mm-hmm. benefits the most out of this that's where we need to focus on and absolutely mm-hmm. suge knight would have benefited the most out of the death of eze a hundred percent and you know um chalk that up also to you know everything tied in together talking about you know promiscuous sex and and stuff so think about that though think about the amount of people all across the world that are in the porn industry or have been in the porn industry or have lots of partners just because they want lots of partners. Um, And think about like how many people that you know that are like that came up with STDs and how many people have never been infected with anything. Okay, so I'm one of those that's never been infected with anything. Agreed, same. And and um, me and my friend, I won't say his name here on air, but we were young and cocky, and we had a competition going. Who mm-hmm. could who could fuck the most girls? Mm-hmm. And in my 20s, somewhere, I lost count around 60. So I know in my lifetime, it's well over 100. I've mm-hmm. never ever been diagnosed with an STD, nor have I had right. any symptoms of one. Right. And, and somebody that I may have worked for in the past, uh, that people probably know, um, asked me one time, can you be immune to them? Uh, not so much that you're immune is that your body's healthy and that you're able to fight off those pathogens. Cause like I said, if you think about everything, uh, in the air, on surfaces, whatnot, that you come in contact with literally every day. Like, touch your TV remote. That is literally the dirtiest thing in your household. It is dirtier. Uh, it has more bacteria on it. Oh, gross. <laughs> For those listening, he just licked his remote. Um, so it has more bacteria on it than literally your toilet seat does. Oh, wow. And so 
if you think about everything you come in contact with and how rarely you get sick, that's telling you that you're doing something right. Your body's responding in the proper manner, in the way that it was meant to respond. That's natural immunity. Yeah, which we were all born with, and it's just right. up us to um, to keep it going. You know, exactly. if you're one of those, and mental health has a, has a huge role in that too. It's not just right. your physical health, um, because your mental health can really take a toll on your physical health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I dated a girl who was uh, in bed all the time, just depressed and, mm-hmm. uh, was sick all the time. And I kept telling her, you know, if you fucking get out of bed, go outside and do something, you're not going to be sick anymore. Right. I just don't know what it's like. Well, I'm sorry. I, 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 I've been through my depression battles. Absolutely. I just recently went through a really bad one mm-hmm. very recently. And the second that I snap myself out of it, like, what am I doing laying here in bed, feeling sorry for myself? I start getting out of the house, doing things, keeping my mind occupied, things Mm -hmm. that I enjoy doing, um, not looking at your phone, not listening to these fucked up things that I like to listen to all the time. It really (laughs) helps you. Are you talking about me? No, 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 no. I love your show, Janet. You, your shows are never dark. Even when you talk about the dark things, you you bring a sense of humor to it that makes it makes it easy to get through and you want to listen to the next episode. So Aww, kudos to you on that one. That's really sweet of you. There okay, are some so, shows even on our network that I won't mm-hmm. listen to anymore because they are yeah. just too much one-sided and dark and I don't want to think about that shit. Right. Because you, you have to do uh, the things that that make your body respond in a positive, happy way. And so talking about depression, think about this is all tied in too, because, uh, you know, talking about the, the shady underbelly of the porn society or, or whatever, a lot of those people are in dark rooms, uh, dark lighting causes a decreased mood. Uh, cause decreased chemicals, which, which makes you, your energy darker. It makes you depressed. Uh, a lot of them are on medication. Not only and that, so, they offer you a lot of things for yeah. mind altering when you're there. And mind you, I did not do any of that because I was an adult with a child. Yeah, I got into it when I was an adult. Um, but they, they give you uh, prescription medications and prescription medications also affect your, your mood and your reasoning and your critical thinking ability and your body's ability to stay in uh, homeostasis or balance so that your uh, environment internally is healthy. Uh, when you're on antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, they work against um, each other, which I've talked about multiple times already. Um, but that causes your body to go into chaos mode, which throws off all of your hormones and uh, your neuroreceptors and things like that. And so that's when your body gets in a very unhealthy state, very, very unhealthy. And so uh, everything that you're in, exposed to can make you ill at that time. Because you have no way to fight it off because your body's in chemical confusion. Um, doesn't birth control uh, play a huge part in chemical confusion in the female Absolutely. body as well? And, Absolutely, and it, it does. And make women depressed, right? 
And so does testosterone uh, injections for men. Oh, really? Uh huh. That's um, one of I'm the. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about ordering some testosterone yeah, so I no, could work out that, harder. That's one of the worst uh, things that they invented for uh, males because it is a biosynthetic. Um, it is not exactly identical to your body's natural testosterone production. Uh, I am not giving medical advice. I am not a medical doctor. However, hint, hint, uh, men listen up. Uh, and this is also for women. This is male and female reproductive health. Make sure that you are taking a very, very good high-grade zinc. Uh, also, magnesium in your diet helps as well. Uh, but those will help your natural production of hormones so that you don't need uh, TRT or HRT ever. Awesome. I just learned something because seriously, you just stopped me from ordering testosterone. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. And here's, here's something else uh, that a lot of people don't know uh, about testosterone injections when you get those. Um, it can also raise uh, your uh, prostate antigen. Um, and so they should be checking that regularly for people who do get those uh, because the, a lot of times they will believe that you have a prostate problem when it is actual the biosynthetic testosterone that is causing your prostate numbers to go high which in turn leads to unnecessary surgeries. Um, also, when you give too much testosterone, because uh, there's a balance from what males and females produce, we, we both genders, there are only two genders, uh, both genders produce testosterone and female hormones. And so when you give too much of the testosterone, it will raise your estrogen levels as a man, uh, which leads down to a whole new host of problems. Uh, you know how uh, women, when they're on their period, they get really emotional and they cry or they get really hateful or whatever. Same thing happens in men. It messes up your brain chemistry. And so you're very emotional. You could cry at an Alpo commercial. Uh, you don't know why you're being like a little bitch. Wait a uh, minute. Do you have video cameras in my house, Janet? I do. I'm <laughs> watching you, always watching you. Um, and it also uh, affects your mood because uh, too much uh, hormones, you know, definitely do that, which in turn affects your sleep. Um, but also when your estrogen levels are too high, not only are you emotionally affected, but that is when you can start getting uh, tumors that are hormonal in nature uh, and breast cancers and things like that. That's why I'm not a fan of uh, testosterone replacement therapy or uh, hormone replacement therapy in females because it naturally alters the balance levels that you're supposed to have in your body, which creates a whole new host of shit. 
What do you think about, um, there's some celebrities out there right now and, and a few of them are athletes, um, very, very tip top shape. Uh, I know a few, uh, skateboarders, um, uh, Steve O from Jackass, um, Mm -hmm. even, um, even Joe Rogan who are highly, highly promoting, um, stem cells. And, and obviously I know where they're getting those stem cells and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's another thing that they're making money off of from these abortions. Of course. Um, is that going to eventually fuck with these people in a yes. bad way that they're not aware of at the moment? Yes, because, um, and if you, if you think about um, your DNA and how specific it is to, to you, right? It's your DNA. Um, you are taking stem cells from either a fetus um, or another human uh, through organ harvesting, tissue harvesting, uh, donation after death, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you are putting someone else's DNA in your body. Um, have there been studies of beneficial stuff with stem cells? Yes. And no, because who funded the studies? Where did they come from? Who monetarily benefits for putting out that this shit is beneficial to you to put in your body? Um, I don't. I think it's the same people that read in the Bible that your blood is sacred and it is not to be tampered with. And they said, <laughs> watch this, hold my beer. It- Exactly. And, and take this for what it's worth. And I'm probably going to get flack on this, but, um, Joe Rogan did not get to the point of where he's at financially and otherwise without sacrifice. Right. Um, and without, yeah. Uh, so would I buy anything that he promotes? No. Um, and, and here's the thing. There's no one size fits all for everybody for anything, uh, whether it's diet or what supplements to take or whatever, because we're all unique in our makeup and our metabolism. And so it's kind of a trial and error as to, you know, <clears throat> what your body is lacking, what your body needs, what's healthy for you. And that's something that only you can figure out on your own. And so uh, the people that are always like, don't eat meat, you should never eat meat. That's not the case for everybody. Uh, You should always just only eat vegan. Okay, that's not the case for everybody. Uh, You should take this supplement pack because of whatever or this protein powder because of whatever that's that's not the same for everyone everyone has something different and so um even you thinking know. about like the people with depression and anxiety um not everything is going to work for you whether it's medication wise or non-medication wise you have to do a combination of things that that are going to serve you and serve your body well yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I don't use any protein, um, supplements at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at the gym the other day 
yesterday actually. And I was looking in their case cause they sell a bunch of like, you know, uh, muscle right. milk and protein up and all this right. stuff. And there it's all soy based protein and exactly. soy, soy mm-hmm. is really bad for guys, especially because it, it um, increases your level. estrogen levels and it's doing the opposite of what you're really trying to do. Exactly. And, and not only that, but you have to think, um, those are also, uh, biosynthetically engineered, um, because are they taking uh, grass fed beef and drying it and grinding it up to make the protein? No, uh, they're getting that from, from other sources that's biogenetically engineered, uh, which is not healthy for your body. And so, uh, the sad thing is that a lot of people who are real heavy into weightlifting and, and stuff like that don't understand that these uh, powder, you know, protein mixes or creatine or, you know, all the other things that people take on a regular basis, uh, thinking that's going to improve them actually causes um, an inflammatory response in your body. It, it raises your um, um, oh my God, I just had a total brain fart, do, 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 but it causes do. oxidative stress. Okay. And so it actually increases, uh, the potential for your body to cause more inflammation than it, what it normally would if you weren't using any kind of supplement, because here's the thing, um, Back in the old days, uh, did you see any people like having to take protein powder and creatine and stuff to increase their muscle mass before doing their chores on the farm? No, that is something that's man-made created to push more shit on us. We have the ability to heal ourselves and to, uh, you know, perfect our core muscles or whatever group of muscles you're working on at that particular time, just by doing things that we are already given right. inside of us. And it, and it all comes back to the Rockefellers too, because all yes. their whole thing was, how can we make so much money off of this oil? And yes. so a lot of these things, not a lot, most of these things that we're putting in our body is all petroleum based. And it's all just how can we get the most out of our dollar? And so they started pushing all these things. And so people would go into the doctor and instead of being told, you know, get more sunlight, you need to be eating more of this. No, they were always leaving with some sort of a fucking pill instead. And that's the thing is, um, you know, everything is so uh, genetically modified and engineered and it is based on most of the stuff uh, and medications and stuff are biosynthesized from things that are naturally occurring in the environment. Um, So if you focus on your diet and focus on not eating uh, processed shit, uh, stop buying frozen meals at the store and boxed pizzas and crap like that, you know, grow food that is heirloom, you know, not genetically modified, things like that. Um, eat grass-fed beef or meat instead, uh, those things will actually help you to heal your own body, 
to where medications are never needed because yep. that's what medications are is a percentage of, you know, like uh, dandelions are healthy for you. So it's a percentage of things in nature like dandelions or herbs or spices or whatever. Every single time I see dandelions in my in my yard, I pick them mm-hmm. and then I will put them in my tea. Yeah. And that's dandelion tea is, is really good. And so is dandelion root. Um, so those are, are wonderful things. Uh, those can also help you if you combine them with other things uh, during a detox. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, there's no... They have cancer no, fighting agents in them as well. Yes. So there's no need to have, um, you know... Uh, protein powders and and medications and stuff like that because like i said they're they're all engineered um there's there's nothing productive or healthy in those things at all and it causes and i remembered the word when i was having a brain fart it causes more free radicals in your body gotcha so you know it just causes more more oxidative stress and more inflammation so, and a, a lot of people will, will argue with um, how expensive it is to eat good. Yes. Um, it, and I'm, I'm not going to deny that it is if you want to go to like a Whole Foods market or Sprouts or your local mm-hmm. farmer's market or something, but you pay for what you get. How much yes. money do you spend on your, on your medications that are actually harming you instead that uh-huh. are that these natural things are actually going to do? what right. you want them to do just by eating, eating correctly. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not a saint, it's I'll, I'll have a pizza every now and then, or, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a hundred percent all the time. I'm making sure that I'm eating the perfect things, but if you, mm-hmm. ma- the majority of the time are making sure that you're putting good things right. into your body, then the times that you do put the garbage in your body, your body's going to be able to fight off the bad shit Correct. pretty well. Yeah. And, and it's not all about, you know, uh, like for us, we don't have like a whole foods or anything like that close to us. I mean, we would literally have to drive like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes to get to anything like that. And so for me, it's like, what can I do that's healthier options for me? Uh, I can make my own wheat flour. And so instead of using white flour, I use wheat flour or dark rye flour, um, things like that, uh, like pizza crust with seven grains or whatever, instead of shit made out of white flour, uh, you know, things like that. Just simple things that don't cost a fortune uh, that you can do on your own, like getting rid of white flour, getting rid of white sugar. Uh, and using things like coconut sugar or things like that that are zero calories is much better for you. And it is getting harder to find <clears throat> the natural things too, because uh, our mm-hmm. our home our homeboy uh, Bill Gates, who we love yeah. so much on White Rabbit, we we just mm-hmm. talk so good about him over there. Yeah, um, he's my best friend. He he's definitely making it very difficult for you to find natural things anymore. If you Mm -hmm. go to your average grocery store and the produce section, all of that shit is so modified that it's, I mean, yes, it's way better for you to eat that than going to McDonald's or the TV dinners and shit like that. But 
Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be very hard. And now he's working on these seeds where they grow without sunlight. So there's no uh, photosynthesis right. needed. And this is the same motherfucker talking about trying to block out the fucking sun. I was well, just going to say that. that. Hmm. So when we go into a dark age because there is no sunlight, because you blocked it out, Mr. Buttfuck, uh, then we can grow seeds in the dark. Uh, then they're going to be really unhealthy for you because they need that photosynthesis from the sun to produce chlorophyll, which in turn fills the air with oxygen. So is the purpose to like steal the oxygen out of the air so that we all suffocate? Maybe, but I think after his whole vaccine, vaccine experiment, is is said and done he'll he'll reach that goal he was hoping for depopulation i think anyways um if he sees to make it that far <clears throat> yeah hopefully not i don't know he, this guy's got a huge agenda going on right now mm-hmm. we got we got these farmers that are in the netherlands basically at war with the police right. and um right. a lot of people don't realize that bill gates owns so much farming land here right. in the united states alone not to mention China. Right. China. Why the well, are you know, we even allowing them to buy any property in the United States? Well, because uh, they have very lucrative business dealings with uh, fuck Joe Biden. Uh, anyway, your state, uh, I saw a little map the other day, and I, I don't know if I can ever find it again. Um, but they have a map of the United States and how much farmland Bill Gates has bought up uh, by state. Your state is literally the highest. It was like 217 million acres. That's so crazy. Not 1,000 acres, something like that. I said that wrong. Uh, I don't know if people have ever driven from Northern California to Southern California, but the middle part of California is mainly A lot of uh, property. Yeah. Yeah. So your state uh, is one of the highest, and believe it or not, uh, he also owns a lot of shit in Texas. So, hmm. Anyway, I'm lucky because our state, he don't have no property here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I've been looking at, at places to move, and everybody's like, you, you think you're going to escape everything? It's like, well, no, but I can at least get the fuck out of where I am. Where You it's should like- move here, and we could be neighbors. That would be, be awesome. so fun. Then we can do in-studio <laughs> recordings. We could. That would be awesome. And oh my God, we would get in so much trouble. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Don't threaten me with good times. It'll end me up in jail. Get it. <laughs> oh, well, we'll be handcuffed together. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm super glad that you were here with me today um, to talk about all this stuff that's non-political. But um, I just want to say real quick, little disclaimer, uh, for the audience members who are watching, who are going to have an absolute, complete and total meltdown, uh, because we shared, uh, and I shared a lot that uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, there is nothing that you can do to me to make me feel bad or destroy me. And if you are going to judge me on my past um 
then number one, you're not the person that I thought you were. And number two, don't judge other people without judging your own house first. Oh, amen. So there you go. So thanks for joining me, my dear. I love you to pieces. Oh, same. You are so awesome. And whenever I'm thinking of things that are just destroying my brain and I need some positive, I always text you and you are very (laughs) good at at texting me back and making sure that I'm having, I'm having a a breakthrough in this evil shit that I go through. And I, and I, can't thank you enough for all the support that you've given me ever since I've met you. And it's, I feel like we've known each other forever, but it's really not that long, (laughs) but you are such an amazing fucking person. Your show is awesome. Your logo behind you. That is fucking amazing too. (laughs) Compliments of my guest today. Yes. (laughs) Because he's amazing and he does amazing work. Um, yeah, I just, you know, Uh, you get what you put out in this life and I have had my share of, uh, depression, uh, stress, uh, bad behavior. Uh, I was not the nicest person for a while and that, uh, helped me to grow into who I am today and the person that I am and the person that I want to be for other people. Uh, so people can change. Um, so always just put out that positivity because you never know what somebody's going through or what somebody has been through. Uh, so me, my life is an open book. I don't mind sharing, uh, if it helps one person even think about something or to overcome something, that's the goal. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, before we started, you asked if we could talk about a certain subject. And I was like, no, 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 not this time. But we ended up doing it anyway. So I shared some things as a first here on on the show with you as well. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, regret it at mm-hmm. all. And if people want to talk shit, like you said, it doesn't matter to me because that's just a reflection of who you are. Right. That's a that's not a me problem, baby. That's a you problem. And so. Amen. You carry that suitcase of deceit and ill will with you and keep it on your own flight, not mine. So there you go. So any final words today, my dearest? No, I just I just want, can't thank you enough for allowing me to uh, come on your amazing show. Uh, if your listeners care to listen to my crazy ass, they can go check me out. I'm on all major platforms. We just got back on Apple after some debating. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, we are not on YouTube because uh, why even bother? So uh, go check <laughs> us out on all major platforms. We also uh, share a spot with uh, Janet on the Patriot Podcast Network on your Roku, which is mm-hmm. free for everybody. And be sure to check out all the shows on there. And um, yeah, if you guys want to dive down some crazy rabbit holes, then come check us out over at White Rabbit with my uh, partner in crime, Sean Chris from Kill the Mockingbirds. And follow him on Instagram as well. Oh, thank you so much. Yep, absolutely. So my dear, it has been an absolute pleasure. I love talking to you. We could literally talk until midnight tonight because we always have shit to talk about, but I won't keep you. So thank you for joining me from the bottom of my heart. I love you. You're a beautiful, amazing human being. Keep doing what you're doing, my dear. Thank you, Janet. You're welcome. Everybody have a good day and we'll see you next time.